Global Legacy. I, I love Global Legacy. Last year was pretty freaky, actually, Global Legacy. Jan and I decided that um, we came up with a, you know, we did the faith giving thing at the end, and, and we agreed on this number that we thought we would, we would sow into it. We weren't quite sure how we were going to get there. And then I don't know if it was one of us or both of us had the idea that we thought God was saying, why don't you just kind of add 50% to that again? And um, so we did, but we were a bit nervous about it. And anyway, we pulled it off, which is great, eh? That's really cool. God pulled it off, but we still had to give it. But God pulled it off. So that was really exciting. So I'm quite looking forward to what he's going to do this year, to be fair. And um, anyway, Global Legacy is awesome, and I'm hugely excited about it. I'm expectant because God is doing good things. He's doing great things. And we're in the middle of it. And the danger sometimes when you're in the middle of a great season in God is you don't actually see what he's doing. You know, you just got your head down doing the stuff. And it's not until later that you pop your head up and go, oh, my goodness, God was doing something great, and I missed it. My prayer is that none of us miss it. My prayer is that we're fully engaged with what he's doing all the way through. And, um, and I think it's really powerful. Jeremiah 29.7 says this. The, the context is the people are in exile. I was going to read, um, guys on the computer, I'm, not, I'm only going to read one verse, sorry. Um, they're in exile and they've been prophesied over and they've been encouraged to put their roots down in the city that, they are, that they've been exiled to. Now, we're not being exiled anywhere, but I believe this verse is really significant. In 29.7, it says, And work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where I've sent you into, and pray, or into exile, and pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. I love that thought. In other words, pray for Hamilton. I went into a um, an auto electrician the other day. I had to um, I had to buy a uh, battery for a you know doo -doo -doo thing on the car. Remote, remote. And <laughs> and uh, if you live in our house, you know that charades is part of my language. And um, and uh, I, I went in there, and the lady behind the counter was. Um, fairly uh, colourful with her language, and it was a foggy day, and I said, how are you doing? And she sort of let off a list of uh, expletives about living in this hole called Hamilton. She'd never seen me before. I thought that was interesting of her. Anyway, I said, I totally disagree with you. Hamilton's a great place to live. And she goes, says who? And I said, says me. It's a fantastic place to live. Why, what is there not to like about Hamilton? It's just beautiful. It's a great place. Oh, oh, okay. I guess if you say so, she said, and we carried, we carried on. But pray for your city because when you pray for your city and pray that the Lord will be in it, the city gets better. And if the city gets better, it's better for you and for me. Hey, that, that's just like logic there. God's quite logical. It, it, it's, it just makes sense. If we invest into our city, the city gets better. It's a better place to live. Yes? Yeah. That's what happens. If you, if you work hard and invest into your workplace, if you're at a decent workplace and got a good boss, it's not always the case. But if you work hard there, you make the environment there better. And then who's it better for? You. That, that's how it works. If, if, I, uh, if I'm concerned about the school, I should go on the, what do they call it? PTA, is it still called the PTA? The board, the board of trustees. 
and, and I should go on the board of trustees and help make it a better school because it'll be better for my children. And if it's better for my children, it'll be better for me. And that's the principle that this scripture is teaching us. It's teaching us that when we go and we make a change, when we go and we bring kingdom expression to something for the sake of the people, it's going to be really good for the people and really good for the community. Secondly, after that, when we create a better world for the community, it's going to be better for us. And I love that logic there with God. It's like, come on, do it for everybody, but you will reap the benefits of it. The welfare of the city will determine your welfare. It's a powerful principle. Maybe another way we could say this if we're really capturing the heart of God is that if we're not passionate or growing in the passion for the themes of global legacy, which is transformation, activate church, activating community transformation, that's what we're about, that's why we exist. We know that the secret is faith. You can't just bring change for change's sake, it doesn't last. But we know if we can connect people with Jesus, change will last. So, so if we're not passionate and growing in, in our passion for the themes around global legacy, I think we've missed the heart of God. Because God is all about transformation. God wants the city better. He wants the families in the city to flourish. He wants you to flourish. He wants the churches to flourish. He wants the businesses to flourish. God wants transformation in our city, and we get to be part of it. You see, the way it works is whether you're looking local, national, or international, globally, when you activate community transformation and we're bringing faith into the equation, if I, if I get connected with Jesus, it's going to do me a whole lot of good. Yes? yes. Say it like you mean it. Yes. That wasn't a trick question. It wasn't. Seriously? It's going to do me a whole lot of good. Hey, it is. Yeah. And if it does me a whole lot of good, I'm going to impact my family for the positive. Yeah? Yeah? We're going with logic tonight for a little bit at least until I fall off the tracks. So, so it's going to, if it impacts me for good, it's going to impact my family for good. Therefore, it's going to impact any organisation that my family's involved with, be it work, school, university, anything else. It's going to bring a positive influence there. Yes? yes. If I bring a positive influence there, or if we bring a positive influence there, the outflow of that is it's going to make our city a better place to live. Yeah. And if our city's a better place to live, it's going to make our country better. Because our country's made up of towns and cities. And if our country's better, we're a contributor to the globe, it's actually going to make the globe a better place. And that's just with me. Imagine if tens of thousands of hundreds of millions get impacted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The difference that, that that will make on the planet. And that, in essence, is what global legacy is all about. In a, in a nutshell, we've all got a part to play. You've got a part to play. And here's the deal. As I thought and prayed about how we need to, to go into global legacy, what I really heard God talking to me about was faith in action. Not faith in action, faith and action. Faith in action too, but faith and action. Because they always go together. Anyone who leaves their mark for the kingdom is always operating in faith and action. They always You can't just have one or the other. If you're going to make a difference, you've got to have both going on. It's no point just being action. You could be action in the wrong direction. 
But there's no point just being faith because you can be faith and do nothing. But if you've got faith and action, you've got power right there, right there. So have you ever noticed like Noah? He heard God, faith, and then he built a boat, action. Makes sense? Abram, he heard God, faith, and then he left his home, action. Moses heard God, faith, and then he went back to Egypt, action. Samuel heard God, faith, and then he said, here I am, action. Ruth heard God, faith, I, I, and then he, she served him. I just was thinking of these mother-in-law jokes, which I'm not, I'm not going there. Sorry, I just sidetracked myself. It's like, wind it back in. Ruth heard God, that's faith, and then she served her mother-in-law, action. Esther heard God, faith, and then she risked it all, action. Stephen heard God, then he paid with his life, action. Paul heard God, and then he changed to the complete other team. Action. Amazing. What about if you bring it local with our missionaries? Nam and Anna. They heard God, and now they touch the globe. Incredible. Brent and Colleen. They heard God, and then in this next season, they've been in the Ukraine, they've been back in the States while the war's happening, but this next season, they're going to reestablish in Estonia. Action. Action. Kalyan and Jesse in India, they heard God and then they impacted India in a remarkable way. Hundreds and hundreds of leaders, thousands of people trained, dozens of churches planted, schools um, built and, and released. Amazing. Surinder and Reshma up in North India, they heard God, so they planted churches. Then you've got Samuel and Ruby, and I'm really, really hoping, if you want something to pray for, we try to get Samuel and Ruby out here. They're a young couple, late 20s. They've said yes to taking on the leadership of the churches in the Punjab area. And um, they're a great couple. And they're going to come to New Zealand and uh, spend some time with us for the second half of this year, and which is going to be amazing. And you guys will like them, but they, they'll need to make lots of friends. And, um, and, and because then they're going to go back to India and they're going to lead the churches there most likely for the rest of their lives, which is awesome. And fantastic. And so they've heard God and they've said, yes, we'll come. That's what I was going to tell you to pray about. That their papers are all with immigration. We just need them cleared. Well, we're picking up the tab for them because they can't afford to do that. But if you're wondering about whether they're committed or not, when I talked to them, we were talking it through and saying, you could come. Yes, we'll come, we'll come. Then they rang me back and they said, we can't get an appointment with the passport office to get a passport for Mark, their two-year-old son until October. So we've decided we'll leave him here. And they'll come for a few months. They think different to us. We probably wouldn't do that. Leave with the extended, not, not on the streets, like with the extended family. He'll be okay. But still quite a sacrifice, eh? Quite a sacrifice. If you're wondering if they're committed or not, they have heard God, faith, and then they're taking the action to outwork that. I wonder if the same story could be written for you. You've heard God? then what are you going to do? Because faith on its own doesn't cut it. And action on its own can be really misdirected. Kingdom people are called to be faith and action people. They always go together. I made a list of things that go together, like Adam and... Very good, very good. Chips and... 
Very good. Salt and? Macaroni and? Hugs and? Coffee and? Very good. Milk and? Play the game, people. Milk and cookies. Bread and? Bacon and? Everything. That's right. Everything. Bacon and everything. Bacon. Faith and action. Faith and That's all I want you to remember today. If you forget everything else, it's okay. I just want you to remember faith and action. When you're trying to go to sleep tonight, I want faith written on the inside of one eyelid and action on the other. And every time you close your eyes, you're just going, oh, blow, faith and action, because it's how disciples live. James chapter 2 says this. It says, uh, James writes, he says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? I never said that. He said that. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister that has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a nice day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Useless is a strong word. I use useless sometimes when I'm a little bit ticked and Jan normally growls me. She says, that's not very nice. And she's right. But here it's in the Bible, so there's permission. (laughs) It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue some people have faith and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't do good deeds? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is, the U word, here we go, useless. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath. Some translations here say, just as the body is dead without spirit. So, also, faith is dead without good works. Quite heavy really, isn't it? It's like, wow, I wonder what he was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I think we worked that out. So, so whilst we're not saved by grace, so don't get, don't, uh, sorry, saved by good words, we are saved by grace. Don't get that confused. You are saved by grace. Okay, you can't work for salvation. doesn't matter what you do. You are saved by grace through faith. That's how we come into relationship with Jesus. So let's not get that confused. But it seems to me that the evidence of our salvation is good works. Did that make sense? So you're not saved by them, but the evidence 
of your salvation is good works. Maybe a, another way I could say that is that it's impossible to be a disciple of Christ and not involved in the work of Christ. I don't just mean a believer, you know, mental ascent. I mean a disciple, like an apprentice, like a, a follower, a close follower of Jesus, one who's, who's uh, you, we're trying to grow into the likeness of Christ. Uh, the, the apprenticeship model is a better model. If you think about it, a picture in your head for a disciple, we're, we're learning off the master. If you want to be a disciple of Christ, you've got to be involved in the work of Christ because the work of Christ is an expression of his heart. And it's his heart that we're trying to pick up. So there's plenty of opportunity for that. We've got overseas. That's just in the life of the church. There's plenty of opportunity. You know, our overseas, we, we can support our overseas ministries. Supporting them looks like all sorts of things. It could be writing them letters. You can get, um, uh, you know, they email out letters, most of them every month or so, you can get their letters and you could write back and say, you guys are amazing, you're doing awesome, we love what you're doing and, and, and we're on the journey with you, that's supporting them. Uh, supporting them looks like giving to Global uh, Legacy because that's how we support them and keep them overseas. You could pray for them, you could be part of the Global Legacy. This is what I'd like to see happen in the next little while, is this church has an incredible legacy of overseas missions. Like, it's amazing. It's, it's like, seriously, if you go to 100 churches, you may find one other church that has a legacy of overseas. I'm not saying that with pride. I'm just saying that is the history of this church. It's incredible. We, we were a sending agency for a time there where people in the congregation, they'd be sent by the church and looked after by the church. That's kind of unheard of. Normally it happens through an agency, which is actually what we do today because we learned a few hard lessons. It's better to go through an agency. But, but, it's an absolutely incredible legacy. And over COVID and, and around that time, we had quite a few missionaries who had been on the field for 15, 20 years longer come back to New Zealand. And, and they're kind of done. Uh, it's like done as far as serving overseas on the mission field. But I wonder if we could raise up a generation of young missionaries who want to go overseas, give their lives to the cause of Jesus Christ. Because you heard him and you took action. Maybe the starting place for you is that you could join the global team. If you've got a heart for mission. And let's start to actually get hold of what mission looks like again. But I, I, there's lots of things mission can look like. But I know one thing for sure. It's not about warming these seats. Because it's out there doing stuff. Maybe you could be the next Mother Teresa. Is that attractive? Probably not, but if you've called, you won't want to do anything else. She'll far surpass all of us. Um, March, I'm hopefully going to take a team to India. You could be part of that. Be amazing. Could be your first dip in the water of missions. Then we've got national, of course. Uh, national, you know, we're, again, we can support our national. Um, uh, missions. We, we, we support Fantail Studios. Have you seen any of their stuff that they're doing? It's incredible stuff. Uh, getting the gospel out there. If you've never seen it, go, go on the internet, go on YouTube, look at Fantail Ministries and what Jared and, and his team are producing. It's absolutely incredible stuff. Great quality. And, um, you know, it's really, it's really bringing the gospel to um, people that probably wouldn't otherwise hear. We, we, Jazz Chittle. 
with global gospel movement. We've got behind him because he's, a, he's doing incredible stuff out of this country, around the place. And we just want to say, hey, mate, we've got your back. We're in this with you. Go for it, you know? Go for it. Um, another one, actually, this is more international, but we're getting behind uh, child rescue. And we've been looking for a while for something to get behind that's, that would really impact the, this whole area of slavery and um, what's the word I'm looking for that? Trafficking, thank you. Uh, trafficking, it's just not okay, and we want to get behind and support. And we spent ages trying to find an organisation that's really aligned with us and values. And Child Rescue, uh, we're getting in behind them this year, and I'm praying that that'll be a long-term thing. So you can be involved in all of this with giving, because that's, that's where we, we give it to. It could be that you just you want to serve, that you want to volunteer, and that could be in a one of our various things that we have around like Community Link or, or medical or whatever, there's spaces for people to serve in those places and be involved in those places. In some cases, there's even employment opportunities. Maybe God's calling you to go, okay, well, I'm going to step out of the, the secular world and he's calling me in to be focused on this for a time. Well, if that's what he's calling you to, do it. If he's not calling you, don't, it'll kill you. But if he's calling you, do it. You know, find your lane and run it. Find your lane and run it. There's so much happening. There is a place for you is what I'm trying to say. If you're passionate, if you're passionate about the gospel going out and about lives being changed, there is a place for you. Of course, there's always excuses, aren't there? I'm too busy for that. I'm too old for that. I'm too young for that. I'm too broke for that. There's plenty of excuses. But what I've learned is where there is faith, where God is talking to me, there is always an objection to get to action. I always have to overcome an objection in the middle to get to action. There's always a reason not to. Can you do this, Sheridan? Oh, but, but. Yeah, I could, but. You've got to get through the butt to action. You've got to get off your butt for action. Hey. Oh, butt's a profound word. Through the butt, for action. <laughs> Off your butt, for action. Don't read too deeply. It's not going to work. Please, shouldn't think on my feet. Faith. <laughs> I can just slowly feel myself drifting into a dark place. Faith must always overcome an objection. You know, when God called Jan and I, he called us very clearly. He called us to church ministry. Now, that may or may not be your lane. It's no better lane than any other lane. It's just a lane that he chose for us. And, and so that was good. We heard God and we responded to God, okay, but then we had to go and we had to get trained. Then we had to risk everything. We had to leave our jobs. We had to walk away from stuff. We had to sell the business, all that kind of stuff. Then we had to re relocate because God told us to, but that's all action. And here we are. It's not by chance that we're here. It didn't just happen. The fact that we're here, whether you like it or not, the fact that we're here is a result of faith in action. Faith in action. And if you're going to impact the world for Jesus and do your darkness to, it's always about faith in action. You see, Luke 9 says, then Jesus, this is talking, he said, if any of you wants to be my follower... You must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. That's the objection. You've got to take up the objection. 
ifs, the buts, the maybes. I can't. I'm to this, I'm to that. You've got to take them up and submit them back to God and go, okay, if you're asking me to do this, despite all of that stuff, I'm going to do it anyway. I would never tell you what to do because free choice is everything. God created with us with free choice. And anyone who tries to take that away from us are not worth listening to. I'd never try to take your free choice away. But when I read these scriptures in a sense, it gives us absolutely no option. It's like if we believe what the Bible's saying, and if we believe what God's saying, I've, I've got no option. I've got to be a faith in action man. I've got no choice in the matter because that's what being a disciple looks like. Activate church. Activating transformation. Community transformation through faith and action. Like I said, we're not here to warm the seats. Now, Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9 says, God saved you by grace. I just want to make that clear again. God saved you by grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. So faith's a gift, but we've already worked out that as disciples, we're about faith and action. So now we simply have to activate that faith into action. I think of it like Matthew 25, the talents. You know, the talents were given to the servants, and they went away, and, um, and the master went away, and they went away, and, and, and they turned the talents into more talents. And then they all came back, and the master said, so how did you get on with what I gave you? And this one goes, well, you gave me two, and now it's five, or whatever it was, and five, and now it's ten. And gets to the guy who had one, and he says, how did you go? And he goes, well, I was scared. I heard you, you had a reputation of being pretty tough. I was scared, so I just put it in the ground so it would be safe when you came back. And the master goes, you evil servant. What are you doing? I reckon if that servant had said, I haven't got anything. I tried my best. And I was doing pretty good, but it all turned pear-shaped down here and I lost a lot. I think the master would have actually responded to him in a completely different way than the fact that he said, I was too scared to do anything. Yeah. I, I think that one talent, guys, like our faith. And we get a choice, because see, faith's like a muscle. It grows. As, as we use our faith, it grows. I can believe for things much easier in some areas now than I could when I was younger, because I've seen God at work. And, and, and I, I know he can do that, and he does that. And it's like a muscle, it grows. And I, I think... Our faith is like the talent. We get a choice. It's like, are you going to use that, Sheridan, or are you just going to like tuck it under the carpet and try and keep it safe till I get back? And for me, global legacy is all about using that faith for his purposes. It's all about faith and action. It's all about saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to have a crack at this. If it turns pear-shaped, it turns pear-shaped, but um, I'm going to have a crack at it anyway, and let's see what happens faith in action. I look at my own life and, and my life is, is far from perfect and if I was waiting for my life to be perfect, I would have never done anything. You know, the weather's never quite right. Actually, I went fishing recently with, with Pastor Michael and um, the weather forecast was horrible. We could have not gone fishing because the weather forecast was horrible. But we went fishing and we had a great time and we got our bag limit. 
It wouldn't have happened if we had just read the weather forecast and said it's horrible, we won't do that, we'll stay safe. We took a risk, and it wasn't dangerous in the end. We took a risk, we went fishing, and we caught fish. Amazing what happens when you go fishing. You catch fish. That's deep. Someone will get that. That's really deep. But, but what I've worked out in my life is that despite all my imperfections, if I hear God, that's faith. And if my answer is yes, or my faith is yes, then my obedience is the action. And it doesn't actually matter quite what happens more than the process. Lord, I hear you speaking. Okay, yes, that's my faith, yes. Now what's it look like? That's the action. And I wonder sometimes in our modern world where we put so much on education, and don't hear me wrong, education's very important, okay? I'm not saying it's not. But sometimes when we put so much on the, on the knowing, we fail to take the steps of faith that will turn us into people of action. I've got some friends in Europe, and I love them. They're great guys. And, and they'll say, they've got a great idea. And go, well, what are you doing about that idea? Oh, nothing at the moment. We're going to um, go and get a degree around it so we get some knowledge. Oh, good on you. That's great. Then you go back like three or four years later and you're talking to them and you go, so how's that project going? What's happening? Oh, well, we, we haven't done anything yet. We've decided that now we need to get our master's or our PhD on it, which is good if that's what you want to do. Like I say, I'm not pulling down education, so please don't hear that. But they never do it. We're in New Zealand. We're a little bit different. We go, I've got a great idea. Let's go. Well, I don't advocate this either. <laughs> because somewhere in the middle, there's like, we should think about it. So it's like, you know, we're making a decent, educate, like a decision. But, but not be so paralyzed by the facts that we don't do anything. And I think perhaps more than ever in history, this is one of the greatest challenges if you're under the age of 30 right now. Because there is so much information. There are so many facts that you can get so lost in it that it just traps you and you won't actually take the action that God's calling you to take. Take the action. I've been asked many times why I think God's entrusted us to build this Activate Park here. I mean, church has been going for 80-something years. Could have happened before now, but it hasn't. It's happening now. And I think it's really simple. I think God gave us a vision. And we went, okay, if that's what you want, let's do this. That simple. I don't think it's anything too profound. I just think it's he showed us a vision. Yeah, we like that. We come together as a group. Yeah, we all, yeah, we all hear God in that. Yep, God's in that. Because, boy, we've had some challenges along the way so far. Be a few more. Yep. Okay, well, let's do it. Faith and 